Poetic Properties is a complex creation brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, Father, Author, and Entrepreneur. Um, this past two weeks have been extremely crazy. Between me turning 40, uh, my main computer being on the fritz, and me just trying to figure out my next steps, like really has had me in a blender. Um, two weeks ago, I don't know what was going on, but uh, the computer just started malfunctioning. Like it started changing the rendering times from, you know, one, two hours to, um, 24, 32 hours. I had to do it over four days. Excuse me. Excuse me. I had to do it over four days and it still, it still didn't work. So I had to take the computer apart, put it back together again to kind of figure that joint out. And I got it back to, um, like I took everything out that I added, reset it to factory settings. I'm still working on some stuff to get it, uh, to get back all the apps that I need before the most part, I have the foundational apps that, um, that I normally run everything off of. So I am I am excited about that, to have that back up and running um, and not being and not being so uh, not panicked because I really didn't go into a panic. It was like a five minute. It was really like a five minute panic of I need to get this done. Um, after I had after I was able to get through the frustration, though, I was immediately able to. Um, remember when the last time that it worked, how I, how I needed it to work. The issue was that, um, I have a dual monitor set up on the desktop and, uh, the current graphic card, it only allows one HDMI and then you have to, uh, you have to pretty much, um, use the second monitor via Bluetooth, but the second monitor's reaction it's very delayed, so that messes with me while I'm working. So that was so I upgraded so that I can have two HDMI ports, but that broke the daggone computer. So I figured that part out, got it done, um, took everything out that I put in there, went to go upload uh, the video a couple weeks ago, and for whatever reason, YouTube wouldn't accept it. Well, like within a reasonable time frame. Um, what normally is an hour, 45 minutes, maybe two hours. Um, it said two hours or two and a half hours uh, at 10.30 a.m. And then it didn't fully load until um, like maybe three o'clock, four o'clock that same day. So I was I was so frustrated and so done with it. Um, then the holiday came in and I was just like, I'm, I'm not going to pop because I was already, you know, reeling. From frustration with the the computer and stuff but seasonal depression for one i mean well for me you know it's been it's been going off repetitively for some time now but this is this cool season gloomy season and stuff so um that kicked in then you know kennedy's birthday is coming up i still have king's birthday um a week before uh kennedy's birth slash death date so so many emotions going through my mind. Like I said, you know, me being me, me um, aging while my daughter isn't. It, it really is. It really has a hold on me. You know, I'm, I'm dealing with it the best that I can. 
uh, to get through it. But it's just it hits amongst everything else that be going on that um, I don't even I don't even be talking about for real because I have to process it, come up with solutions and everything like that. So it's just been a lot. Like I noticed that um, I become more intentional. And with that, with that, I'm able to um, handle logic a lot of, uh, handle logic a lot better than I am the emotional part. Um, what did I say? Let's see. So I'm sorry, I had to, to check something out. Okay, so I'm noticing that me being as intentional as I am, it's allowing me to move with purpose, right? Um, I'm no longer moving uh, unnecessarily through emotions, meaning that um, I'm not jumping when, when, when I feel so happy. I'm not super down when things aren't kind of going my way. I'm able to really look at the situation for what it is, analyze it, and um, kind of pull what I need from it, you know, uh, without going through uh, such uh, traumas and, and, and tragic moments. I don't think I would be able to fully be aware of that. I know that, you know, I don't I don't want to experience these things, but life is about balance. So I know I got to go through something uh, to get somewhere. And me uh, being uh, intentional as much as it hurts because you, 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 when you become intentional, you yourself remove the wool from your eyes. Like nobody can, can, can put it over your eyes anymore because now you are trying to move with intention. So everything that happens around you, you're really paying attention to, uh, to the best of your ability, every, you know, every step that is in place. And so for me, my biggest thing is to be able to move with limited emotions triggering that move, right? Like, I'm, I know I say I'm logic over emotions all the time, but if I'm being honest, you know, that's still something that I, that I deal with. You know what I mean? It's still a very high level of emotions in everything that we do. It's just for me, I try to reduce that emotion and give the strength to, to logic. And I'm not going to hold you. Um, you know, my emotions been been backseat driving for some time now. Um, even when I feel like I'm moving in a logical, a logical way, I feel the emotion of right or wrong. I feel the emotion of, you know, happy, sad, you know, it's not that it's completely gone. It's just for me, I want to make sure that I'm allowing myself to process properly so that I can move accordingly, as opposed to being emotional, moving uh, forward on something or, or through something and then trying to figure out the foundation of it. I think that's the, one of the biggest problems um, that I've experienced in my life is um, it's a lot of times when I used to move off emotion, there was no true foundation behind it. And you, you uh, I relied on that intensity to to allow things to flow smoothly. And so as I'm older now, going through what I'm going through, and my mind is moving and working how it is, it's like, nah, I can't, I can't do that. Like one of my one of my favorite things, one of my favorite slogans is patience, purpose, order. Um, this is this has been my thing for for years, right? And I, I live by that and I try not to to move outside of of that. Like whether it's something that I want or something I feel like I need, I just feel like with patience, everything is gonna come.
Everything is going to fall into place because with patience, you're able to observe properly, see what you need to see. Then you'll gain you'll, you'll gain the knowledge of purpose of, of for you and what you're trying to accomplish and what you feel like um, um, is your calling or passion or, or what have you. Um, and with that, then order will set in. Right. So it's like when you go through those steps of using using logic over emotions, you will get to what the order is supposed to be, as opposed to you just um, trying to guess. A lot of times, though, it may not be the order may not be the order that you want, but it's still ordered nonetheless. And so. That's why. I battle how I do to calm myself down. I battle how I do to um, deal with my emotions in real time. I'm very honest and very open about the things that I say and who I say them to. I'm very uh, intentional in, in how I speak to people. I'm very intentional on who I allow in and who I and who I uh, who I don't. Right. Like. Um, I'm a person of unconditional love, but I'm also a person of boundaries. And I noticed that when boundaries are crossed with me, like now it's a complete like, all right, I'm done. No argument, no, you know, no fighting or anything like that. I told you guys a while ago. For me, it's not about arguing. It's not about being right. It's not about being loud. You know what I mean? It's about understanding and being able to move forward and maneuver through things. A lot of us base our friendships and our relationships on, you know, arguments on, on what was said. Oh, you tried to hurt me, this, that, and the other. And it's just like, nah, like a lot of times um, people make mistakes in life, you know, uh, and then they 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 learn from it. Um and they choose to do different or they learn from it and feel like, nah, that's, I like that. I like that feeling. I like that chaos. I like that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to do it. I can't have that around me because the way my mind is set up is like I, I'm, I'm, I have too much passion and purpose going on right now for me to just let things fly and let people do things and say things to me without um, clarification or understanding. Um, I'm not big on on the arguing and fighting per se. I am big on being uh, defending myself. Right. So it's like. Um, I'm not going out and looking for any type of issue, but I'm definitely not going to let an issue come to my face and me not speak on it if it involves me and my kids. You know what I mean? Like, so just going through going through that this last couple of weeks and and like I said, uh, being 40 hit a little bit different. Certain things hurt that didn't hurt at 39, uh, you know, sleeping different. And I know that sounds crazy because it's only a year difference. But like once you really start being vulnerable with yourself, once you uh, start laying down your defenses to a lot of things, it's um, it gets crazy what happens. It really does. Like I never it, it, the moment that I start choosing peace is the moment that chaos like really elevated. And I guess because I lived in chaos so often, like I was raised in it and it, it didn't seem like chaos. It was just. You know, that's how we were raised. That's how I, I was brought up. That's, you know, my friends did this, did that and stuff like that. But once you get to a certain age and you are really just not even a certain age, once you get to a place in your life where you experience enough tragedy, enough loss, like your mind, it, it starts giving out different orders. It starts giving out different thoughts and stuff like that. And because I went through what I went through and going through what I'm going through, my mind is is in full on um purpose, purposeful expressions, purposeful work, purposeful actions and stuff like that. And I require that as well. 
Like I used to be a person that I'll just let people punch on me, right? Like not uh, literally, but figuratively, meaning they can do what they want to do. I don't, I don't even be caring for real because I'm looking at you. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the situation, not for what you're doing it. I'm looking at the situation as to why I'm trying to get some understanding. Why do you feel like this is the right thing you know, to do or, uh, why do you feel like this is this is how you should should behave um, in a relationship, friendship, whatever? And knowing that and going through that, it's like, all right, I see, I I I see where I can be of help at. It's gonna take some time, but I see where I can be of help at, not only for myself but for other people. And I'm like, I can't go through. I can't help anyone or coach anybody or do this podcast without having lived through or going through the experience myself in real time. I know how it feels to be afraid to lose something so you're silent. I know how it feels to be afraid that you're going to lose something and you don't say everything that you need to say and you sugarcoat and you walk on eggshells and stuff like that. Like... I know what that feels like, and it doesn't feel good like at all because it's like you 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 are being reduced to nothing because there's half of you that want to say something that's not going to say it because you know that this person not going to receive it well. But then the other half of you trying to word something um, in a way that they will receive, you dilute the message trying to, uh, I guess, be nice for 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 lack of other words. For me, I'm not trying to be nice. For me, I'm trying to give understanding. I'm trying to be direct. I want you to see what I'm giving you, how I'm giving it to you right now in your face so you can make the decision. Is this something that I want to be a part of that I want to do? Even when I'm handling business and stuff like that, like I can't just collab with anybody. I can't just share my idea with anybody. I can't just I can't just do that. My mind is so broken that I'm looking for the shadiness of a situation. These are real things that I battle every day. These are real things that I got that go through my mind. Like I have to really tell myself that person didn't like like they don't hate you. They didn't they wasn't trying to hurt you for real, even though they did. But it wasn't in the front of their mind. Like I'm doing or saying this to hurt this person. It just so happened that your fork in your road had you choose that. And it was a good decision for you to choose that no matter if it hurt me or not. That's the type of stuff that I that I pay attention to. Like, was your choice or was your actions or how are you speaking to me or how are you doing me? Is it out of malice? Is that a misunderstanding? Um, are you just ignorant to how friendships, relationship, business, parenting uh, works? Right. That's I, I look at that type of stuff. Um, it doesn't do it. It doesn't help because mentally. It's just a room full of things. <laughs> So no matter how I'm able to 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 package it together and deliver it, it's still a room full of chaos. It's still a room full of thoughts that sometimes don't make sense. Sometimes they seem like they don't fit together and stuff like that. So that creates another another level of discomfort, another uh, another layer that has to be peeled back from the, the 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 depressive onion, the the mental health issues. Right. Like I say, I'm not like I'm not losing my mind as like I'm outwardly acting up and stuff like that. But when I'm dealing with so many things and dealing with so many different personalities in each of my kids, because they all have different uh, 
they have all have different personalities. Like it's difficult. I can't treat them the same. I won't treat them the same. I know that, you know, you have this thing where people are like, nah, I'm gonna treat my kids the same. It makes it easier for me as a parent. But what happens when they grow up and now they don't know how to do certain things because you try to coach them the same. You try to give them the same message in the same in the same way. Like I got to talk to each of my kids differently, just like I have to talk to each of my peers differently when I'm, when, you know, dealing with stuff at work. Even when I'm um, having uh, mentor sessions, like I got to I, I can't talk to you like I talk to the next person. I don't know. Like y'all upbringing could be different. That's something that I had to learn and stop taking things so personal, even when they seem very personal. It's like people upbringing be different. I say all the time, like for me, like, like I look at abuse as bad, right? I look at abuse as bad because I learned that abuse was bad. Cause when I was little, every, like that was normal. Domestic violence was, was, was normal. So, uh, in music and TV in our homes like that, that was normal. That doesn't make it, it right. And I, I, I used to hold these grudges of, like, uh, um, I used to hold these grudges against people who have committed domestic violence, right? And like I was taking it personal, personal. And then I'm like, nah, you did that and you gotta hold you, you have to be accountable for that. But what made you do that? Like why you thought that was okay? Is it something that you just think is okay regardless and you just gonna be doing it? Or is it something that you was raised around and nobody ever corrected it around you? So you haven't got to the point of common sense to, to, to know it's wrong, so you do that. Right? It's about correction. It's about, it's about learning from mistakes. It's about, it's about moving forward. Um, it's about being open to move forward. And that's why like this podcast for me is so freaking important for me to be honest. It's so important for me to be open because I'm trying to set this example for you all to just be fine with being, be fine with being fine. Right? Like don't go out of your, don't go out of your way looking for more emotional damage. Don't allow people to come to, to you and bring you more emotional damage. So we have to learn to 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 deal with dealing logic within ourselves at the best of our ability and try to to reduce the emotions of everything, because I've never I've never been in a situation with, that went right for me when I acted out emotionally. Or when I acted out using uh, emotions as that. Um, the fire starter. So I've just been dealing this past two weeks, just just really trying to move forward a little bit more, not being so frustrated um, at work, like work. Work is what work is. No matter what company I work for, no matter what position that I, I work, the field in itself is just poisoned. Right. As much as regular, I work in healthcare. Um, that zone is so poisoned and, and, uh, and diluted with the same uh, disrespect, the same uh, capitalism, the same greed from any other type of job. And it's just like I had to I had to understand that I was taking it personal. 
Like I was legit in there taking it personal. Like, why are y'all doing these people like this? Like, why is this so much? It don't seem like that much act like like taking it personal. I had to realize, like, first of all, it's not my this not my company. I didn't start it with my own money. I don't have no investment in the company, anything like that. I chose to work here. Um, and I gotta do a job. They're not holding me captive. The new joint not holding me captive. But it's the it's the same. It's it's the same. It's just a it's just a different. It's just a newness to the change. It's just a newness uh, to the chaos because it's, it's it's different people that you're dealing with. But it's still the same. It's still greed. It's still capitalism, and it, that's something that's not going to ever change. So I had to reconcile within myself that that's what it is. And what happens when you're going through these type of changes is that people don't understand. Like everybody be talking about mental health and oh yeah, that's important and get it together and stuff. But when you really, when you really in into the thick of things, people are not trying to hear that shit. People are not trying to hear it. People expect you to heal from something in a matter of, of a couple of weeks, another a uh, couple of months and stuff like that. And it's like if I if I could. I would have never felt this if I if I could cure depression, if I could uh, control sadness, happiness, uh, pain, um, confusion. If I could do all that, trust me, I would. And it's just mad crazy to me that there's a lot of people out there that just really feel like you can change this. In the blink of an eye, you go, you know what I mean? Like there is no real work life balance or anything. So it's like. Um, I could be behaving in a way that is, is is triggered from, you know, some type of trauma or whatever. I'm not saying that my reaction, if it created some chaos or it was bad, I'm not saying that that reaction should be forgiven. But, OK, let's get down to the root of that. And what caused you to even go that route? Like people don't want it. People don't be trying to heal for real. Right. Because you got to deal like, again, I'm telling you this because I, 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 I deal with this often. I'll be sitting at work and I'll be going through uh, I go through things and people say certain stuff and I see certain things and I just be looking like, man, that must be a miserable life for you. That you have to to go this route to do these type of things like to make yourself feel good because you're not getting nothing extra from it. Right. Like you see, you know, you you as a as a, a worker be, you know, you are the entrench you are in the trenches of things and you giving it up like, yo, this is what's happening. This is what I'm seeing. Yada, whatever. Ain't no change coming. Ain't no not near change coming. And again, when you when when you are at a certain level. You don't see behind the curtain, so you still have hope. You still believe in change. You still have faith. But once you see behind a curtain and realize, no, 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 no. This is, no, exactly what's happening. This is how we want it to be. I know we tell y'all we're trying to change. I know we tell y'all uh, we're going to correct this or do, do this, do that. We know we keep saying this. But behind this curtain where the truth is, no, you are exactly who you are uh, presented to be. All the extra apologies, all the extra rewording and stuff, misleading headlines and stuff like that, even within within a, a, a company. Right. It's like, no, we see you. 
But they bank on the fact that, you know, um, people can't just go and work anywhere. You know, they bank on the fact that, you know, they, uh, the schedules are set and you're comfortable and da 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 da. You work from home, this, that, and the other. And it's just like dealing with that mentally with personal things, with parental things, it's, it's insane. But I look at these people and I look at people online that I, that I interact with. I look at, you know, people in my neighborhood that I, that I bypass or that I, not bypass, that I, um, that we pass each other and walk in our, or what have you, our neighbors. Um, I look at, you know, uh, the people that I talk to at, at, at the kids basketball or sports events and stuff like that. And I'm just looking like, if only y'all really paid attention for real. One of the biggest things that that it is that I'm on right now is is never for right now. It's always a bigger picture. And even even with having that in my mind, it's like it's difficult because people don't see like, yo, you're affecting people's minds when you keep changing certain things unnecessarily. When people are giving you logic and you are just like, oh, I get it. But since I'm the one in power, I'm just going to do what I want to do, even though what you are saying is very logical. So dealing with that in work and relationships uh, and with the kids. Right. Because, you know, they're teenagers, so they think they know every single thing. So it's, it's a bit combative. So for me, like I, I told you, I'm not arguing with nobody. All right. You got a big dog. Figure it out. Like I'm very big on, on like I, I used to be super helicopter parent, but now I'm very big on. All right. You got it. Because you got to be who you're going to be before you like like now they're at, they're at the point to where I got to let you be who you're going to be before I hop off the porch and try to make you something. My job was to give you complete foundation of, of morals. I did that. What you do with those morals is on, is, is on you. Like you gotta get to a certain level before I enter. You gotta get now, you gotta get to a certain space before I intervene because I wanna see how you handle stuff. I wanna see if you was listening at the things that I taught you. I wanna see if you were paying attention in, uh, as I was leading by example. I also, like, what did you learn from me that, like, it's not about learning just good because my actions are not 100% positive. I be wilding sometimes. So I need to pay attention to what you're picking up from me through actions, not just asking you or not just having a verbal conversations with you because I got to check you. Because that's my job. My job is to give a foundation and to create as much peace as I possibly can so that you can live in the you that you're supposed to. And you ask for my help if you need it. But I just, I like, I was just supposed to get you to the starting line. You see what I'm saying? Like, people don't realize that. Like, they want what they want, how they want it, without taking another. Like, if, if I'm living solo, dolo, no kids, no partner, no nothing, all right, cool. I don't, I could be selfish. I could only think about me for real. Because it's just me. I'm not interacting with nobody, so I don't have to take that into consideration. A lot of people be interacting with, with others and not willing to look, not willing to be understanding. 
not willing to look past the thing um, to figure out what's what. Of course, I'm not saying uh, let people just be out here being being crazy. But how do you how do you know, like, like if somebody's growing? How do you know that? If you choose to interact with people, for me, once you get to a certain level, I'm not interacting with you no more. If I beg you, stop hurting me. If I say stop slapping me, but every time you see me, you slap me. Like, I'm going to get to a point to where it's like, all right, you're not slapping me no more. I, I, I tried to tell you that it hurt. I tried to tell you that you was doing it too much. I tried to tell you that you shouldn't do it. None of that shit worked. So the only thing that I could do now is get away from you and hopefully you'll see. I go back to to one of my favorite quotes ever. And it says, hold on, I think I wrote it wrong. No, I wasn't in the right place. Uh, it says, if you expect the world to be fair with you because you are fair, you are fooling yourself. It's like expecting a lion not to eat you because you didn't eat him. And that's by John Spence. When I tell you that quote changed my life because fairness doesn't exist. Like it really doesn't. Like if you think about in every aspect of life that you have, whether it's grocery store, um, work, relationships, kids, siblings, uh, parent, uh, parental issues, stuff like that. Like fairness, don't it don't exist for real. Like we we are being presented like we are being presented with the best choice of the worst things, if that makes sense. Like it's a, it, we have we have a bunch of selections that that have failed and we're we are being taught to pull the best thing from that as opposed to just understanding that it, that it, like not nah, this ain't the pool that I'm willing to pull from. So I'll sit my ass still. That's why I'm super proud of myself is that I will sit still. And whatever. I don't got to move forward, back or left or right. I'll sit still. I'm comfortable. Because I gotta fight with I gotta fight whatever this thing is. I'm not about to let you, I'm not about to let you run me down. I'm not about to let you punk me and move me off my square um, when I don't have no understanding of what this is. No, I'm standing right here until I understand it. I don't care how much it hurt, I don't care how much it bothers me, I don't care how much chaos. I need to understand this thing because if I take my foot off of this particular step without knowing what the hell that I'm doing, it could be detrimental to my life and my kids. So I stand still until I gain understanding. I'm not saying that's going to work for everybody. I'm not saying that it fully works for me. But I know that when, it's, when I'm dealing with my mental health and I'm battling, like, do I look for an active, healthy relationship? Do I not? Do I let the kids have as much freedom as they do now? Or do I take some back? Do I be more forthcoming with how I speak to people or do I or, or is it too much? Like I have these conversations with, with myself because I'm big on balance. I tell my kids, I'm, I'm not like I'm not treating you how you treat me because you because as a kid, especially as teenagers, y'all treat me like shit. 
if I treated y'all with the same attitude that y'all treat me with, then y'all be calling people on me. But again, it's not about it's not about the what it's about the why do you think that that's OK? And so I have these conversations with them. So I'm dealing with I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with myself and all four of my sons trying to figure out what they're trying to figure out. Um, and a lot of times I have to put me on the back burner to 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 do that. They didn't have to be here. I will never complain about anything other than them getting on my nerves. And even in that complaint, them is still my dogs. I still die about them. You know, my nerves, though. Like everything about me is I got kids, so I have to figure it out. You know, a lot of people don't a lot of people don't feel that urge and that uh, necessity, the urgency to 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 figure things out. But I got kids and they growing up so fast and I got to make sure that, that they prepared. I got to make sure that I'm prepared for them to be prepared. Right. And so with that, I, I got to have to stand when the confusion comes, when the chaos comes, I have to stand. I can't let you move me. I can't let you persuade me off of this particular spot until I'm prepared to get off this spot. I got to figure out a little bit more. I feel like everything is don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. That's how I move. Everything is suspicious to me. doesn't matter it, it doesn't matter who it's coming from don't matter what it is it could be coming from the kids whatever like no I gotta be the best version of me I have to be I have like understanding makes me the best version of me not emotions logic makes me the best version of me not emotions uh, again I'm not saying you just about to sit and keep hurting and hurting and hurting me I'm not saying that but I am saying, like, I right, you did that. Why you did that, though? What was going through your mind? Right? Because I move in unconditional love for whoever. That's uh, uh, platonic and, and romantic. That goes for me dealing with kids, dealing, you know, dealing with people at work. It's the same thing. It's it, like once you are part of me and once I'm part of a team and I feel it like it's unconditional, like I'm a ride for y'all. But you got to be willing to ride that. It got to be like you, you, you have to be a little bit more observant. You have to be a little bit more understanding. I'm telling you, once you gain understanding, once you once you really like. Start looking at your friends and start looking at your peers and start looking at your kids and, and, and your parents and your sibling as regular ass human beings. You'll be able to move a little bit different. We have these pedestals that we uh, unknowingly create for these people. And it's just like the idea of uh, or the value in a name is what keeps us from. Moving a certain way. I don't want to say this because that's my grandma. I don't want to do this because that's my mom. I don't want to do this because that's my dad. That's my sibling because that's my best friend. These are titles, people. You're losing your identity to these titles. You're not speaking up because um, these titles hold these weird, these weird levels of respect. And it, 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 it makes it like um, you don't have the opportunity to be respected. Right. Your feelings matter. But it's difficult to get to that point.
telling you, once I reached that trigger point and everything kicked over, my mind, like, like I had already was thinking a certain way and I felt that was right for me. But when everything, when everything happened um, and I, I had to deal with, you know, losing a relationship, um, a very important relationship, you know, then losing uh, Kennedy and every, like it just it's it's it starts spilling over. And I said, I don't understand something. That's why it's happening this hard. That's why the attachments is so strong. That's why um, I can't fully process um, losing Kennedy. Like after that, like when I tell you, I went on some like deep cover spy type research of stillbirth. Like I was losing myself in there, but it created more stress. It created more envy, more uh, jealousy. Like I felt myself getting dark because if I, even if I found out why this happens in so many, in, 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 in so many millions of people, it ain't bringing our babies back. So now I'm mad all over again. Like, what if I find a solution to why? And then now it's going to trigger, well, how y'all didn't know that then? And so I had to stop. Because I understand where my mind is going to go way before it even is going to get there. I saw the stuff that I was reading. I saw how many articles I had to read. I saw how many books, I, uh, different books that, you know, I had to buy on Audible. Or, or I, I just I'm looking at this and I'm like, all right, well, what if you find out why? What if you find out the how? Then what? So certain things I'm learning, like I'm not going to look for that. I'm not trying to hurt myself. Is you out of your mind? I learned that very, very early. Like, hey man, don't be going, don't you gonna you gonna fuck around and you're gonna find what you're looking for. My boy Max said you're gonna fuck around. I'm gonna show you what you can win. You don't want to you don't want to do that. Like you don't want to have the mind state of already being hurt. Like I want to figure this out. I want to do this. I want to look for this, look for that. And then mess around and find something that's going to pop your eyes out. Mess around and find something that's going to devastate your soul and what you are researching. And that's how that happened with me when I'm sitting here researching. And I'm like, man, I'm going to be more mad if I find out the how now because so much time has passed. And I don't need I, I don't need the grief to now I don't, I don't need to go back to the anger part of it. That's how I am with everything. I don't like like even in healing, I don't want to go back to the anger part of, of the healing. That was a horrible time. The anger part of any healing session is the is the worst. I'm telling you, like it's not man, because who you mad at for real? That's the one thing I hate about having this mental battle of depression, having this uh, this this thing with anxiety. Like, who are you going to be mad at for real? OK, people did things in life. They made bad decisions. You made bad decisions. Um, there's high level of trauma. Like, who, like, OK, cool. Who are you going to be mad at? And that's a, that's the question that I had to ask myself. 
I really had to 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 really go there. Like this is why like this is why I go so hard on my brand. Because I need something to keep my mind occupied. I need to feel like I am working towards something for a better version of myself and a better version uh, for my kids. If I if y'all only knew what I was really going through day to day to day, it would be like, yo, you you bugging. But I'm a trooper, though. I'm a trooper and I, I, I stand on what I stand on. I fight through what I fight through, you know, even as open as even as open as I am on this podcast, which you are. That's it's probably y'all probably only getting 60 percent, 70 percent of the. Of the, the, the gist of it, right, because, of course, you know, I'm not going to put you all through that. Yeah, I'm, I go through stuff a lot. Um, again. I only go through things when people add themselves to me by myself, isolated. I am mean, having no issues. I'm completely fine. Well, my health stuff, but I mean, like, ment- like mentally. Having like being so uh, intentional, being so intense. It. In an unhealthy way, makes everything unnecessarily feel like a sacrifice. It changes my mood completely because I feel like if I'm observing and moving how I'm moving, and I'm moving in unconditional in unconditional love, and I'm moving in unconditional friendship, and I'm moving in just just the unconditioned uh, unconditional lifestyle in general, right? And I'm looking at people who say that they love me. I'm looking at people who say we cool. I'm looking at people who, who in my mind, like their friends, associates or whatever. And it's like, why you, don't, why you don't care for me in a way that's healthy for me? Right? Why, why is that not important for you? It's important for me to understand how to be your friend if I'm willing to be your friend. It's important to me to know how to be your partner if I'm willing to be your partner. It's important to me to know if I'm parenting well. Like these are things that are important. Like I, I want to know if I'm parenting bad too. Like these are things that are important that we be afraid to to get to the bottom of. Right? Like we 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 don't want to ask those hard questions. We want to just go with the flow of things. We want to um, just just throw the cards up and see where they land. And after you do that so many times and, and things don't work out like almost never, it's like, all right, I got to reorder these cards. I got I to gotta pick this up. I got to stop. I, like, I got to stop uh, uh, sacrificing so much. And like I said, it could be very well that I'm not the sacrifices that I'm making is not big sacrifices. It just seems big because I get the negative part of it. It just seems big because it's like, dang, like I'm not a person. Of, I'm not a person who like. I'm not a person who wants kudos from everybody. But getting kudos or somebody saying like, like, I'm proud of you. Like, I see I, I see you. getting that from the right person changes everything. 
but just like just like that changes everything for the good uh uh somebody could somebody could say something that could 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 devastate you as well in the same in the same breath and so because i make so many because i do so much dolo it seems like an extreme sacrifice when I get into it with people. When people are, are, are uh, speaking on things maybe they don't know nothing about. When people are maybe um, acting like they, they help in a way that they don't. It's stuff like that. But I'd be silent. I'd be like, all right, cool. Like, you can go ahead and paint that picture because I, 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 I'm going to develop it. Go ahead, keep painting. Cause when when I when when I need to talk, like my brother told me, don't waste my words. Tell me that since I was little, cause I used to be one of those. Like I'm gonna talk, talk, talk. I mean, I'm still gonna try to bust you in the head with a brick or whatever, but I'm gonna talk, talk, talk. Like I gotta, I gotta feel like, oh my god, it, this is this is worth me possibly losing freedom, going to juvie, whatever. I got like I gotta feel it. And now it's not so much that I have to feel it more than more than it is I have to to understand it. So knowing, like knowing that about me, I said before, like I'm planting my feet and I'm here. Get comfortable. Get you a lawn chair. Get the grill out. Come on, get some water. Get some meat on the grill because we're gonna be we're gonna be in this position for a while because I'm not letting you move. I'm not letting you persuade me off of this spot. I'm not letting you do it. Like the universe constantly be testing me, y'all. Constantly be trying to trying to see if I'm balanced properly. And for the most part, I've been I've been winning more than I've been losing as a result to the balance part. Because I don't stay in I don't stay in the night I don't stay in the negative or the positive for too long. Because being anywhere in those type of spaces for too long, it's a you're doing yourself a disservice. If you stay in the if you stay in the negative too much, you start feel comfortable there. So you become negative. You stay in a positive so much without any without any uh, uh, corrective uh, actions, without any um, deterrence, obstacles, whatever. You stay there too long, you get arrogant. You feel like you belong there, like I, like like nothing. You feel untouchable. And then when something happens, now you're devastated because you let your mind wrap your your mind around perfection. And that's not how that's not how it's supposed to be. Right. We're not we're never we're, we're not supposed to be too low on ourselves and we're never supposed to be too high on ourselves. But societal standards really be having us feel a certain way when we like we look a certain way and people admire us a certain way. Right. It makes us it, it, it changes us who we are. That's a mental thing in itself. Why you feel like you got to be that for everybody? Why you feel like what like why you feel like those opinions matter? I've been seeing people on 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 social media that they're not promoting a business, they're not promoting uh they're not promoting their own business, they're not promoting a business that they work for, but they legit be letting people call them ugly. They be legit making people um Make them feel less than they legit be looking for uh, uh, adoration from people for, you know, getting cars, getting homes, traveling and stuff like that. Like, the fuck out of here. Why you don't do that for you?
You know how much I did without posting it? I'm not judging nobody. But I'm just saying that that's a, that's a mental thing in itself. Like, I look at people, oh, that's relationship goals. And they break up. And then now, like, you, you got people literally disrespecting human beings that they have nothing about um, looking up articles because this person said this. And a lot of times, shit don't even be having no proof. It's just people saying shit. And, huh? You are regular... You are a regular human being, period. Give a fuck if you're a celebrity or not. We got to get out. We got we have to get out of our heads that the amount of people who like or repost or share a thing that doesn't that, that doesn't add nothing to my true value. Yeah, that might get you a couple fucking dollars. But what is that doing to your mental? Because the moment one of these one of these dudes call you a duck faced bitch, you're gonna be tripping. The moment one of these women call you a dusty ass, broke ass, passenger seat writing ass bum, you're gonna be tripping. And you're gonna go out of your way to try to prove that comment wrong. And it's like, if you just chilled and just lived a regular life, like that wouldn't bother you. I'm telling you, like people be saying negative shit on my on 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 my posts, or they used to a lot. I'm, All right, bet, cool. That's your opinion. Guess what? Bye bye. Delete block report. Not because you had an opinion, but you feel like you could disrespect me with the opinion. That'd be my issue. Like if I have on like like I got on my hoodie from my store. When you say, you ugly as fuck, it's like, who, me? Like, yeah, you wildin'. Because I, I, I know that I'm not, so I'm not responding today. A lot of people do. A lot of people are not secure in knowing who they are inside and out, so they respond like that. So when you say stuff that's not factual, I got like, to delete you and I got to block you because you're here to be messy. But if you're like, all right, if I, if, like I have my hoodie from my store, right? It's just simple. Just, just something that brings me peace to say, uh, what is this? Uh, Serena One, this, this goes with the very first shoe that I started on my, on my shoe line, right? So I was like, that's ugly. <laughs> uh, okay. That's constructive. I don't like it. Um, it seems plain. You covered the logo. You did this. You did that. All right, cool. I blocked them. I understood that. Hey, fam, I do have a shirt with this color, and I don't have the one blocking it. You can see the logo. Simple as that. E no ego, no hurt, no nothing. You just didn't like something that I designed. Okay, cool. You said you didn't like it because I presented it to you. But when I post a picture of me, like, like, if I post a picture of me, no caption, just, I'm just out. And then you like, oh, nigga, you ugly, da 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 It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why you, like, you got to get out of here because you you just immediately started, like, if I don't know you, like, you can't just immediately be talking to me crazy. I don't care how social media works. You're going to get blocked. Because I don't need that chaos. In, I don't need that chaos in my life. I don't, I don't associate with people who live off and thrive off of chaos. I can't do it because if I'm a play, I'm a play rough. 
If I'm going to be chaotic, I'm like, I'm doing it to like devastate. I'm not doing it like I'm like, like these trolls, they be, they, they just say stuff to, ah, oh, ha, 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 I want to, I want to agitate you. Like if I get on that level, it's going to be like all in. Super dark, super disrespectful. And I dare you, I, I dare you try me. So because I know that I'm uh, like, I don't have a great area in anything that I do. I make sure that I stay away from certain things. Because I don't know how your mind is working. You don't know how my mind is working. And so I have to plant my feet and I have to stand still and not let anybody alter that. I have to make sure that people are not able to tell me anything, especially strangers on the Internet. That's going to make me or put me in a position that's going to lose my freedom or my life. I don't be playing with people, man. I don't be playing with people. Knowing that people are so trigger happy, I don't play with people. I'm not scared. It's just that, hey, fam, like, you'll say something. And then if I respond how disrespectful I am, you know, you're not about to shoot me over that. You're not about to fight with me over that because I'm not going to quit because my mind got to get back to my kids. So I'm not going, I'm not moving aimlessly through anger, through frustration, through chaos. I'm not uh, letting you advise me if you haven't been through it. Like, you know, I'm not moving aimlessly through life no more. I'm 40. Like, we got to start really thinking about that. Like, I know we'd be saying age ain't nothing but a number, but some like, like, are you are you trying to obtain wisdom throughout life? Or are you just really just trying to 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 YOLO? I'm too old now to be aimlessly through life. Like I gotta be, I gotta listen. I'm at the age now to where shit. I might need a life alert at this point. My kids be out going on dates. Uh, uh, my older two be going on dates. My younger two be going on play dates. Like they be gone. So that let me know, like when they when when they get of age, like it's it's a wrap, money. So I'm not at the age to where I could keep playing with people. I'm not at the age to where like I like I gotta try to re get to know you. Like I like listen. I gotta sit at the table with somebody who who one knows me and two is is a quick learner. I have to. I have to I, like it, it has to be somebody who 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 has some type of understanding, who has some type of patience, who has some type of of, of genuine love. Like it has to be. Like I can't I can't keep sitting at the table on some whole shit. Even though that's my preferred space because I don't have to connect to nothing. Right. But even even. Even with that, it's like I be challenging myself like, fam, come on, man. You know you a lover for real. Like I be having this, but hoeing is so much fun. It's, oh my God. Like as a person who has fully been connected to everybody that I've been with and knowing what that came with, the whole phase is, is, is brazen. But even through that, um, I'm grateful and very thankful that for me, 
I've learned how to stand still. I learned how to fight the thing that is in front of me um, to try to break it down, win or lose, right? If I if, if losing to me is responding to uh, any one of my traumas in a way that is going to affect myself, my kids, my household, my peace. That's what losing is to me, right? If something is able to alter how I'm treating myself, how I behave in front of my kids and stuff like that, like that's losing. And if I feel like that, I'm still going to stand still. But the difference is, is like I explained to my kids, hey, man, this was this one got to me. This one really did. I tried my best to to handle it properly. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that. Like people be wilding. You be apologizing to your kids. You be saying please and thank you to your kids. Yeah. Because they ain't my kids. These are human beings. These are young men. Who 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 going who going to explain stuff to them? Who going to apologize to them? Who going to teach them how to apologize? Who going to teach them accountability if I don't? I'm not sitting here acting like I'm some demigod in front of them. Like I can beat anybody up. I can get through anything. Um, we going to be all right 100% of the time. Like, hey fam, listen, this month is struggle. We going to figure it out, but this month is struggle, my guy. We may not be able to get it right now, but we we going to get it. Like my kids will tell you all that. It's, it's, it's the most traumatic joke I think that they tell because it one it kind of <laughs> it kind of creates and cures trauma uh, in one little thing, but I hate it. I hate it. But when you are a single parent of of four boys, I'm on child support for my my other kid uh, for Imani. When you have to do all that, like you doing it dolo, sometimes you just can't. You I can't do it today. So they'll like they'll be on their snapchat they'll be talking to their friends like on the playstation and you like you can tell the friends are like yo ask your dad and they'll be like no nah, not right now <laughs> and it sucks because i be wanting to tell them yes all the time for all the times that i got told no because of whatever reason Right. So I'll tell them like, all right, <laughs> again, this is my podcast. I can say what I want. So before before um, Kennedy passed, we already really didn't do nothing for Christmas, for real, for real. Like since they was babies. Um, so for Christmas, they'll normally get clothes because that's what they want. But then uh, tax season, they all because because of them, I get what I get. I give them a certain amount every year to do whatever they, they want to do with it. So they don't really normally wild out during Christmas. Like it's all like, it, I mean, they'll both, they, both, they'll all say something super crazy off of their list, right? It'll be like one or two things that are just like fam. Like, like when the, when the PS5s was like at a thousand, they they wanted one as separate gifts. Like they wanted me to buy two PS5. Fam, if you don't get your ass up out of here, you better take this PS4. You be like that we got already. We could just we could hook that joint up. 
because it's unrealistic. I'm not, I'm not dropping $2,000 on, on video games. And that's just the console and one controller each. But it's this ongoing thing that they like, Dad, we know if we ask for it, we're going to get it. And then I'll just wait because it's coming. And they'll all be, but not right now. And they'll just start laughing. But two things from that. The bad part is they know right now in the season that I'm in, they can't have it right now. And that sucks for me as a parent, um, as a kid who came up in poverty, per se, um, not saying that we want it for, for things, but my mom wasn't and my stepfather wasn't big on a lot of the extra stuff. They just wasn't big. I don't want to say it like it's a traumatizing thing or whatever, because in real time, you don't realize it because you have friends with those things. Right. Excuse me. A lot of my friends got the video games. And all that type of stuff. And, you know, a lot of times we was just in the street playing football anyway. So it wasn't really much that we really, we really wanted. But I just remember like coming up. I don't remember um, a lot of times where we were we asked for things and, and that's what it was besides Christmas. Right. And. I'm fine with that. Again, it's not a, it's, for me, it wasn't a, it's, that part is not a trauma thing. Life is life. Like you, you understand once you start understanding finances, then you're like, oh, OK, I get it. So the flip side of me having to say no right now and my kids is they die on the hill of. I'm going to get it, though. There's nothing that my kids have asked for. And I'm talking today is what I'm recording this is Sunday, November 27. There is nothing that my kids have asked for. From the time they was born till now that they didn't get that they asked me for. Did they get that shit today in two days in a week? No. Sometimes it was a month. Sometimes it was six months, but they got it. And they'll die on that hill that I can ask my dad for anything today. It may not come today and it may not come next week. But if it's something reasonable, it'll be here shortly. Like I can't remember one thing that they've ever asked me for that I didn't end up getting for them. But understanding has me like, man, I can't I can't do that. Uh, like I got to get into a, I got to get into a better position to where everything doesn't present itself as a struggle to them. Everything is not a, a not right now for them. Even though that's a good thing to having the idea in the back of your mind that you're not going to get everything when you ask for it is a great thing to have in your mind. It's a great thing to have conditioning on so that when you get older and you're told no or you don't get a job or a relationship doesn't work out, you're not immediately bugging out. You're not uh, uh, responding irrationally. You have an understanding of what not right now, like things are going to work, but just not right now. So. That's how I look at that situation with them. It's certain things that that night that the not right now, it's not even for that thing. 
Like one thing about me is that I'm trying to teach my sons how to handle no in general. No explanation. No. I see so many young men. Hell, I was one of them young men that when I was younger, when, when, when women said no, no, I'm not pushing up on you. No, I'm not trying to make it a, 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 an aggressive approach towards you. But immediately, because that's how we're taught. Oh, they play hard to get. So you got to try again. No, no and no. They'll give you an indication of trying again. But sometimes that no be mad serious and it needs to be respected. And that's how I that's how I treat the kids. That's how I look at life. That's why I'm willing to stand still and get understanding. Um, and I for me, it's it, it's I have to get understanding for myself. I have to get understanding for the kids individually, and I have to get understanding um, for us as a unit before I get off that space. Because anything that's altering me right now, especially my mental, anything that's altering me, I got to tell the kids. Because they do, though they don't have a lot of responsibilities because they are the kid, they do have a responsibility of knowing what to do in case of emergency and who to call outside of police. Right. So I tell my kids who I'm cool with, who I'm not cool with. They hear me talking to like when I have conversations with my brother. Right. When I have conversations with uh with Mac, their uncle, um, I tell the kids, oh, I talked to Uncle Mac today. They, oh, what'd he say? Even if he didn't say anything about anything about them, I'm like, nah, we were just uh, shooting the shit. Oh, what Uncle Duck talking about? Oh, man, he was, he was telling about your cousin. Or we was talking about business. It's never really a detailed thing, but it's solely so they, when something happened, if something happened, they'll know. Like, for instance, Junior plays basketball. You know, he did it by himself. Like, I'm trying out. Well, he didn't even tell me he was trying out. He filled out the paperwork to what he could fill out. Um, and then one day he hit me up. Like, he had school. And he's like, hey. Um, he didn't even ask. He didn't, like, he didn't. He didn't ask. And he's like, hey, I'm filling out this paperwork. What's Uncle Brandon's uh, information for my emergency contact? And I initially got mad, but I already had the conversation with with Mac that, you know, he's the emergency contact. Like we we best friends. We've been friends since we was 12, 13, something like that. Something crazy. The point is, is that I I let Mac's name live in my household. I let Duck's name live in my household. Not for me. Not because they really care about the conversation, but those are the two people that you need to call if something happened. Though I like, like I don't because because I never want them to be in a situation to where they call or reach out to someone that I don't fool with. And that person has no clue what to do, what to say, whatever. Mac knows what to do. Um, Mac will come get them um, until Duck could come get them. Like like these are things that are. That don't even have to be planned. 
You see what I'm saying? So it's about there's a level of understanding. There's a level of standing still. There's a level of thinking what's right for me, what's right for the kids, what's right for us as a unit. There's a level to all of it. And um, that's the importance. That's part of the importance of this podcast. You know, so my so the fathers out there, y'all can see. Don't get lost in being a father. You are important. Don't get lost in being a husband, being a boyfriend. You are important. Don't get lost in being an employee, even if you're in management or even if you're an owner or something. Do not get lost in that. Because you're still a human being. You're still a person that you have to figure out you first, because if you don't figure that out, none of that other stuff matter. Relationship, work, ownership, kids, siblings, parents, none of that shit going to work if you don't figure out who you are and how you need to be to move. You can't keep thinking about what everybody else is thinking about. You can't keep moving like that. I'm so confident in who I am. Yeah, I'm broken and I'm going through stuff and um, the mental health stuff, it gets to be a lot. But those moments, those days that I win, I keep I said this from episode one. Some days you are going to win. Some days you are going to lose. And I'm telling you, man, on those days that I win. It be some of the best feelings ever. And winning to me is just having a day where. I can get through work without drama. I can get through getting the kids, getting them to dinner, from dinner to them being on a PlayStation or whatever they're doing without drama. It's me being able to sleep through the night without heartburn. Like it's simple. But I fight for it because I'm done getting lost in relationships. I'm done getting lost in employment. I'm done being lost in general. Like I it's 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 we have been giving we have been given this outdated GPS system and we are living life on other people's experiences and other people's landmarks. Um, and we're following it to a T. Even the roadblocks, even the dead ends, even the obstacles, we just following this shit. Because somebody that we say we love, somebody that we say we believe in said it to be so. We didn't go test it. We didn't go over there and look like, all right, let me see what you did over there. Let me see. Like, all these tire marks in the middle of the road. What happened right here? We're we, we not testing nothing. we just like, all right, I'm going to go over there too. And then we end up making the same tire marks, trying to going too fast, trying to stop too quick. I come up in the era uh, of Thomas guy. Yeah, I'm that old. And that's where I'm at now with my life. Because uh, I often find myself in mental purgatory. And this place, it got my rights, it got my wrongs, it got my pain, happiness, um, and all my secrets. And I've allowed people to shame me into that space so often. Like they'll say certain things and do certain things and behave in certain ways. And then like one day I'm like, yo, I keep like, I keep being emotional and allowing people to bring me here. But then when I get here, I see so much of me that I don't even understand. So it's like, no, 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 no. Fuck what y'all talking about. I'm about to stay here myself. Excuse me. Like I've been here so many times that 
when the negative thoughts hit, when the loneliness hits, when the, yo, I can't believe I messed that relationship up. I missed her. I can't believe I let that person do me wrong. I'm glad they're gone. I can't believe my kids did this. I can't believe I did this as a parent. I can't believe the trauma that I caused. I can't believe the, the trauma that I inherited. It's all in there. And I start realizing it's going to stay in there. And every time I allow somebody to push me there from my emotions, it's going to get worse and worse because I'm going in on the, the defense. I'm going in like, all right, I got to look for that thing because they pushed me there. Right. You push me there with this particular thing. So now I'm in this mental space that I got to figure out that one thing. And there's so much shit flying through there. And then one day I was I was chilling. I was crying. I was frustrated because everything is hitting back and forth. And I told you guys, it's just like a freaking, it's almost like the thoughts bounce off of my mind, like a tennis ball would against a wall. And it's just, a t -t -t -t, just constant thoughts, constant. What did I do wrong? How did I, how could I fix that? Why did they do that? Like, did they not love who I was? Like, like all this type of stuff. My health issues, my mental issues, my relationship issues, my parental issues. It's all sitting there. What am I doing trying to stay out of there? I got to figure this shit out. It's right there and I'm running from it now. Nah, so I sit in there. I sit in there because the reality of it is that's the only place that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be able to digest it. See, people don't want to hear that part about healing. Sometimes you got to sit your ass in the belly of the beast on purpose. You got to sit there. One or two things are going to happen. That thing that you're looking for to get out of it that particular time, you'll find it. You'll be able to deal with it. Or you just going to keep knocking shit down that's coming at you while you're in there. That's where I'm at with it. I told you, I don't know if I'll ever be, I'll know, I don't know if I'll ever clinically be healed of depression and anxiety. I don't know. What I do know is that every day that I'm breathing, I'm going to fight against it. I'm going to make sure that I'm active. I'm going to make sure that I am um, being as, as normal as possible and, and respecting people as much as I can. I'm going to be very, very cautious of who I let enter, um, enter my space. But it's a part of healing. Like people will tell you, people will be so mad at you for forgiving people for doing what they're doing to you. And so it's mad crazy to me how that works. Because I know that's how that works. I keep it pushing. I stay in my mental purgatory as long as I need to stay in there to deal with what I need to deal with. Like I like I know people be like, oh no, that's fake. Da 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 da. Like I watch supernatural type shows. Like that's always been my thing. I'm a person who was raised in a church, and if I'm being honest, some of the stuff that was being taught in church, if you believe that wholeheartedly, get you, don't come on here telling me I'm tripping. I'll be in the midst of sleep and I'll, it, it'll, I'll, I'll be in the midst of sleep and every person that I have a problem with or had a problem with or, or I feel like hurt me will pop up in my dream at the same time. Clear as day. And everything that, that I'm saying, everything I'm saying in the open and willing to stay in the open, I'll be seeing when I'm in my dream. I don't give a fuck.
I'm no longer nobody's punching bag. I'm no longer being quiet. Like I'm no longer trying to see it just pass through. Like, nah, show me, show me what I could win. But I sit there, and so it, it, it become it's it, it's a sad thing. But being there, it it's created a level of peace. And I say that because if if you if you really sit in a bunch of of chaos, right, that one thing that is not interested, that one thing is not making too much movement, that one thing that is just just calm as it want to be, it just sits there. I'm always able to find that part in my mental distress. It doesn't absolve the other chaotic things that are happening around me. It doesn't take away how they feel, the intensity of those things. But what it does is lets me know that I still have a fighting chance because a lot of people get into their mental purgatory and they end it. I haven't had that thought. I haven't had the thought of like just randomly hurting people. I haven't had that thought. I told you guys because I'm honest. My responses to people thinking they're going to hurt me or my responses to people feeling like they're going to do me a kind of way right now. Those are very, very uh, rage filled. But they are reactions. And knowing that I keep away from as many people as possible. I'm not doing I'm not like I'm not mad at nobody right now. I'm staying away from people because of me. Because I don't have the same I don't have the same thought process to just sit still and don't say anything. But I also know the things that I have on my mind to say. They ain't gonna help nobody. It's not gonna help near so for me to respond to um just to make a point, because it's not about that. Again, I keep. it's not about being right. It's about being understood. It's about understanding people's difficulties of processing stuff. It's about understanding um, people's upbringing so you can, uh, you, you can get a hold on why they behave and or speak and or do those type of things. And then you have to be like, am I willing to deal with that? Because one thing that I, that, that I learned is that the right person saying the right things or the right person treating you the right way, um, believing in you the right way, um, correcting you the right way, because it's not always perfect. Correction is, 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 is always needed, um, even in the midst of arguments or, or wrongdoing. Right. It's, it's how they talk to you, how they understand. That's 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 love. That's the action of love. I'm not saying let somebody keep making mistake after mistake after mistake like that, because that's bullshit. But again, we have I've done that before. And it hurts when you rationalize yourself like, yo, how come you don't see that this is wrong? Again, that goes back to understanding. Is this person someone who need like, do I need to tell you you hurting me for you to see you hurting me? Because in your mind, I'm just tough, strong person and I could deal with anything um, and to you, what you're doing is minute. Again, I don't, that's, do you think like that? Do you not? That's where communication comes in.
That's where belief in each other comes in. That's where, all right, we, like, like how are we going to do this? I said, what, two weeks ago, knowing is half the battle, word to G.I. Joe. So I stay in my purgatory. Sometimes I go there, I go there by myself. Because I need to, I, I need to see what's going on in my head. I really need like, like it'd be days that I'll sit down and I'll really like, like I'll get like this feeling in the pit of my stomach and I'll get my notebook out. Um, rent pay, phone bill pay, uh, electricity pay, groceries pay. Still a little bit lonely, but it, it's not lonely like that to where I need to be drastic. Um, the kids are fed. They have clothes. They have underwear. They have this. They have that. Like I literally, I, I go, I sit down. And I run it down. Why are you feeling like this? The other day I got triggered. Um, Thanksgiving, I got triggered. I miss, uh, I miss Kennedy so much, right? And so, again, I tell y'all, you know, me, Tati, DW, um, you know, they're part of my sounding board when it, when it comes to stuff like this. And I said what I said, DW was like, ah, ah, not today. The boy's good, new job coming along, business is going, you know, reminding me like, hey, I know, I know, I know. He doesn't tell me to get over it. He doesn't tell me to stop feeling like I feel, but what he does is he gonna dump the positive on top of that. He gonna, he gonna, he gonna like, the reality, right? Even though the negative is the, that, like, like Kennedy's passing is the reality, right? But for him, it's like, I know you feel that, but how you feel about this? He would never try to negate my emotions um, of Kennedy because he's experienced it with his own son. He is a soldier, right? His mind wired different. If I say that to someone else, they might say something to trigger a further regression of my emotions. But I say that to him. I say that to my brother. I say that to Mac. They just going to dump the positive on. Right. The podcast going good. Store doing good. Kids, get, kids playing basketball jobs. Everybody uh, uh, hair did nails did everything big like like relax. And I get lost in that. I get lost in the in, in the, the hurt. I get lost. I do a lot of times because that's what I have. But when it's too much and I and I and I say something, they redirect me, right? Because when I'm when I'm saying what I'm saying, I'm I'm using somebody else's GPS system. I'm supposed to feel like that, right? I gotta feel like this all the time. I, mean, I can't I can't be happy that the podcast is on its 99th episode, about to hit 100. 
I can't be happy that, you know, I'm selling books. I can't be happy that, you know, the store is okay. I'm not, I can't be happy about that. Like my daughter's is missing. But I can though, I can do both. And I think that was my thing with, I think that has a lot to do with my emotional state is because I feel like I'm trying to get over shit that I shouldn't get over. But in reality, I, I, I should. Like, I'll never be over losing Kennedy. I'll ever be over this situation with Imani. Even when this situation with Imani is rectified, I'm still going to feel the, the time, right? Because I don't know when it's going to be fixed. But I do know what's in, in, in my mind. I do know what, what I'm dealing with. I do know the back and forth of emotions that I feel. Um, I do know that, like, I am that guy. I work hard for everything that I do. I work hard for my business. I work hard for this podcast. I work hard. I, I work hard for all that. But I never, I never big myself up. I never add that to the emotional part of my day, of my existence. I've never been the one to, to how can I say, to big myself up. I've never been that. And I tried, like, I tried for like a year. And then it got old to me. But also, I'm not the person that I want other people to be like, yo, that was great. That was this. That was that. Like, I do like when people have conversations about it. But I'm not that guy. But I think I feel like I need to, like, when, when DW said that, it, like, it hit me. Like, yo, you do have a lot of positive things going on. And even though you can't control those spurts of depression, you do have something to dump on top of the depression. You do have ways to calm down the anxiety. In the midst of everything that I go through, I'm not I'm not worried about a podcast episode. I'm not worried about like, oh, I made the best podcast. I made the worst podcast. In the midst of everything that's going on, I'm not worried about designs. I'm not worried about sales. I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. I can't believe I feel like this. I can't believe my mind is going 100 on 10 this way and that way or what have you. And so that's why I plant my feet. Like, I truly understand why I'd rather stand still and cry than to give up and retreat. Um, depression is, is very much so crippling. And in some cases, a lot of cases, I think I told y'all, um, I read that article and it said like 41,000 people a year, 41, 41, yeah, it was 41,000 people a year lose their battle to depression, uh, to suicide. And when I read that, that really, really bothered me because I don't want nobody to feel how I feel. I don't want nobody to ever uh, uh, feel like this, but let alone feel like this in their by themselves and feeling like, you know, nobody understands because people do. You know, it's frustrating, though. Like I tell you all the time, I'm grateful that I'm not in the position to where my balance is so it's so off that I think about suicide um, like that, because, again, some people's imbalance is is very high and that's all that they can think about. But I rather I rather stand still and cry and 
and keep fighting and keep trying to uh, figure the thing out rather than uh, retreat and, and just live in the, the depression for the sake of living in it. Like it's detrimental um, to our well-being and it, it holds the highest priority. And it's honestly, it's no, it's no GPS for this uh, depression. It's no GPS for, um, for anxiety or any, any other health, uh, mental health thing. We don't have a real guide to this stuff. We just got to really go back to the basics and uh, pull out that Thomas guide and start writing on it. We got to get to these, these hand-drawn maps. We have to put ourselves in position to um, create the legends and, and fill them with the landmarks that we need to, to heal, to be better. Like We got to eliminate these unnecessary distractions and see clarity. I say often, um, a lot of times, the way out is right in front of our face. But fighting through these mental strongholds is, is similar to being trapped in a glass room and you're behind a two-way mirror. And the thing that you need the most the thing that can help you the most get through whatever it is, whether it be accountability, whether it be um, understanding, whether it be another another person, like whatever it is, it's like the mental thing is like you pounding on that glass and you kicking and you screaming and you bamming and you doing everything like you fighting for your life. You fighting to get out of that thing. And even though it's right there, right on the other side of the glass, it can't see, hear, or feel you. And that thought that it's so close, but you can't grab it, that's what it's like dealing with mental health. It's like you can see it right there. And that's why it frustrates me because, you know, a lot of people you can't tell that have that are struggling with depression, anxiety, uh, bipolar, schizophrenia. Like you can't tell a lot of times. And then people be so scared to even tell you. So, again, they suffer in silence. I've eliminated all distractions. I'm very clear on my mental health to anybody. I'm very clear on my intentions to anybody. Um, my willingness to heal. I'll tell anybody. Nobody is going to alter my stance on me needing to heal and how I heal. Period. I'll cry all day. I don't care. I could care less because I got to heal and crying lets it out. Like, I'll just, I don't care. I'll just break down. Like, like I said, Thanksgiving, very, very harsh day for me. Very, very harsh. Um, in the midst of my breakdown, I, just, I didn't know what else to do. So I, I, I cleaned Kennedy's altar. Cleaned off her urn, you know, dusted the case, um, kind of rearranged her 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 bedding um, that she was left with. Um, and it was weird because it was just like I cried and then I started watching movies and cooking, and it was like nothing had had happened. Because I got to be strong, right? I got other kids that, that need to see me strong. And I, I'm very much so um, present for the kids. But it, it's, it's, when, it's when I notice them notice 
her missing too that it's like, all right, fam. Like this this is crazy. But even with that, I still stand where I stand. I'm telling y'all, it's, it, it, it's not easy at all to get through. Um, and life just isn't easy in general. But we got we to gotta start lifting each other up a little bit different. We got to start believing in ourselves a little bit different. We have to start being a little bit more open with, with what's going on. We got to set these examples because we have generation. Of, we have a generation of people. And I know they said the, the, the children are our future. Like we was those kids, and we we was like fuck that shit. These new kids, they to me, to me, to me, they they exhibit way more change than we did for our generation. And I'm 40. Like my kids, they, they listen. Not even my kids, like, because Junior is, what, 16, 17? So, like, these 27-year-olds, these cats be quitting jobs. They don't even be having jobs. They they fine with staying in their parents' house, and I'm not saying nothing wrong with that. But we were brought up, like, you got to go immediately. You got to stay at this job for this amount of time. Like, by the time my kids like start working, working their for real passions, I'm so su- I'm gonna be surprised like how that happens. Like, is everybody gonna be entrepreneur by then? Because these kids do not be playing. But I'm happy about that. They're not gonna have the same mental strongholds as we have. They have a little bit more freedom in how they move and how they think, how they speak. Like, I'm I'm a, a very big um, advocate for that for my kids of just knowing what they're doing, what they want to do, how they want to be, uh, without me stifling any of that. Like, I was a helicopter parent for the amount of time that it was necessary for me to be a helicopter parent. But once I was like, all right, y'all got to figure it out. As hard as I was as a helicopter parent is as easy as I am of y'all got to figure it out. And so I, uh, uh, I sit and it's like. I know some people will hear me say, oh, I sit in my purgatory and I I try to fight it out and stuff. But that's how I break. That's how I get out of my funks is sitting in that chaotic space and saying to myself, hey, you got to figure this out because no one's coming. No one's coming to save you. What's sad about mental health stuff is that no one can come and save you. Medicine don't fully work. We don't fully work. Therapy don't fully work. Like you got to find different combinations of things that work for you. And sometimes it takes people a life. Sometimes people pass away without ever figuring out the mental health, not realizing that them fighting how they how how they did was the thing that allowed them to last so long. So that's why for me, I'm never giving up. I don't even care if 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 my next you know physical slash session they like oh no I feel like you're you're healed I'm still never giving up like it's not like if in the event that the diagnosis is no longer existent in me it still doesn't change my goal of like all right bet because the goal is to try to actually beat this and I'm telling y'all now the moment that I beat this y'all are gonna hear about it because that's the goal one of us got to learn how to get through it how to get the chemicals right in our brain and stuff like that so that um we can tell others. Like that, that, that's it. It's like little by little to break, uh, the goal is to break things down when it, when they hit, 
Like I remember, I remember early on, right? Me and my ex, we would argue. Like we like it would be right there about whatever, balls to the walls. Like, like that's what it was. And we was just dumb as fuck in the few arguments that we had. Just dumb. Just yelling. Ain't nobody listening. Like it was just about winning, um, not to learn. Um it's not until I start really looking for peace. It's not really until I really sat down and I understood and realized that the way we handle what we did or, or the choice of tone and volume of voice negated that the way we were arguing was the right way. What was being said was the wrong thing. It's important to make amends with your differences as soon as possible. It doesn't mean that the day is going to be better or, or worse. It doesn't mean that that person's feelings may or may not be hurt, you know, um, and at what level. But being able to deal with that thing right now um, in real time, it ensures that you don't forget the real feeling of it. Because if you tell me, if, if you tell me in two days, in three days, in a week, in a month, the feeling not gonna be the same from you or from me. Because now you have to muster up that feeling of how you felt in that moment, and you're gonna add 100 on 10 because that's what we do as humans. Like I'm presenting to you an issue. So now because we didn't do it in real time, and now I don't I don't even remember what I was feeling in that moment, you don't either. You're gonna pull whatever emotion you feel like. You want to. And on the flip side, I'm going to be defensive because that was a month ago. And this happens both ways, right? Woman, man, man, it happens both ways. Human to human, it happens. It doesn't matter in our relationships, whether it's friendships or romantic or freaking uh, uh, siblings, parents. Our, our, our kid to parent and sibling. It, it just is what it is. It's important. We have we like like we don't have to necessarily argue in general, but it's important to have the conversation right now because again, you wait a month, you wait two months, we're gonna lose things and that it starts to build up because that creates an entirely different argument because my mind says, why are you bringing up something from a month ago? when you could have said it right there. So the idea of dealing with said thing right now is a very, very great idea, but it's only great if you are able to control your emotions enough to say what you need to say and not what you are feeling like you should say. Because I don't care who you are, in the midst of an argument, you have a, a, a freaking millisecond to decide if you come in with, with facts and logic or you come in with straight ego and emotions trying to burn shit down. I'm a person that I used to try to burn shit down. I'm still that person. In response. Because now, like, I'm not letting you play in my face. Like I'm not, I'm not like we gonna if it's gonna be a fire, it's gonna be a fire, and then it's that's gonna be it though, because once I get to a certain level of 
uh, feeling away, I can't, I can't deal with you for real. Once I see that this ain't, this ain't about change, I can't, I can't do that for real. And it's like having that moment, it's like, yo, like that, like I'm glad, like everything is a lesson once you're able to sit down and pull your accountability, every single thing that you do. I used to hate that shit. I used to hate getting into arguments because it felt like it was a tit for tat thing and like there was nothing, there was nothing being done. It's like, are we, we, are we trying to grow and move forward or are we trying to keep points? We're trying to keep score. It's like for me, the universe, it, it, like, this has been a crazy week. Um, I feel like I'm manifesting incorrectly, and the universe is like, all right, fam, let's get it. Because I be seeing certain things, and I be, you know, in my, in my mind, I be... Um, I'd be reconciling certain stuff and I'm like, all right, boom, 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 right? And then when it happened, I'd be confused, but I'd be putting in the action and I'd be putting in the openness and I'd be putting it in the atmosphere because I want to be positive, right? I want like not saying that I'm always positive because sometimes I got to, I got to act a fool, like just in general, because it's balanced. But the universe be trying me at the wrong fucking times, bro. Like, I know I be saying stuff. I know I be saying I want peace. I know I be saying, I, I, like, I'm, um, like, it's not, I'm never going to look for it. Like, it's so much stuff that be happening that I just sit back and I laugh. Like, hey, bro, you got to stop. Like, I'll say to myself, like, all right, you got to stop putting shit into the universe. Because you, you, you're not mapping properly. You still on that, you still on an old GPS and you still dealing with roadblocks and deterrence and you still dealing with obstacles. Like, where is your map at? What are you trying to accomplish? Where are you trying to be at right now? What, what are you trying to get to? Like, what's really going on with you? Right? You can't keep looking at this outdated map. You have to be very clear of your direction in this particular situation, in this particular thing. You can't just, you can't YOLO your way through this. You keep sending stuff into the universe, right? I keep saying in the universe, like, I don't give a fuck, like, as long as you, as long as, you know, you, you didn't try to kill my kid or try to kill me, everything is a conversation, right? But then I really think in my mind, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do for real if one of my exes really be wanting to have a conversation? I don't really know for real. Because I don't got no fucking defense. I really don't. I know what I know. I know how I, I, know how I feel. I know what the reality of, of my emotions is. Um, and, and I be putting that shit out there, man. And shit be happening. And I'll be like, yo, I wasn't really expecting that for real. Because it's like, am I deserving? It's super sad when you are uh, when you are traumatized and whatever. Because when stuff happens, you question if it's right for you. You question, are you deserving of opportunities? You're, you're, you're like when like the stuff with the with the new job, how that happened. I 
questioned. Like, why are you, why are you, why are you calling me for? Like, what, what's that about? I didn't say that to them, but I'm saying that to myself. So it's like important for me. Like, I, like I'm, I'm prepared. I know, like, I'm prepared for everything that I say to the universe um, for emergency purposes. Right. I have my one liners. I have my two liners. I have my quote unquote defense. To a certain level. But I learned that this manif- this this manifesting thing is a is a real thing. You have to be very, very careful of how you are moving in your spirituality in general and your mental health. Before you start putting stuff in the open. Like I'm, I'm in a space of overprotecting myself, overthinking, double checking, so I'm not making the, the same mistakes that I made before, right? Because it's about learning from those things, uh, taking the good part about it, removing the bad part about it, and then building on that. And so for me, like I'm very, very protective of me. I'm very protective of who's around me. I'm very protective of what goes in my, in my mind, like the things that I watch, things that I listen to, people that I follow. Um, I'm very big on that. You know, now I'm very big on not repeating the same mistakes. Very, very, very big on that. Um, it took some time for me to, to, to pay attention to it as I'm on this journey of healing. And then once I realized like, Hey, don't do that shit again. Once I once I got there, I was like, all right, bet. Like I'm not, I'm I'm cool because it's not worth it. Sex is not worth it. Head is not worth it. Meal, the meal is not worth. Nothing is worth my fucking peace. And I had to understand that. And I had to not only understand it, I had to build up a wall to make sure that I was aware how important my peace was to me. That created this weird level of honesty um, in how I move and how I speak to people, the things that I say to them, the emotions that I give to them, um, all of that up front. You know, word to loaded lux, you're going to get this work and you're going to put in some work because that's just that's just how it's, that's how it's going to be. Rather, um, like if you're dealing with me, it's going to be a certain way, whether you like it or not, or you're not going to deal with me or I'm not going to deal with you. Let me say that because you're you, you could do what you want to do. But I'm in a I'm in a space in time right now that um, I'm in a space in time right now for myself that like. It got to be like it, 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 it got to be how I feel. Because for so uh, for so long, it wasn't about that. It was about me caring about everybody outside of myself. Like I, I I'm very clear in my intentions, very, very. Um, I'm very clear in my intention, I'm very clear on how I move. Especially because my kids are now nosy. And since they are in their transition of being sneaky. I got to make sure that I'm not being I'm not presenting that sneaky is OK. Um, I don't even want it to look that way. And it's crazy because. I've always talked to my kids about every single thing. Always. 
So it's not even that they have to be sneaky, but it's just certain things that they, certain comments that they make sometimes. And I be forgetting, like, they trying to figure out what's cool, what's not cool. Um, I'm their dad. They don't, they don't know. You know, so they say certain things and they say certain jokes and then they're not realizing you think that that's funny. And I'm going to let you laugh at that. But that just triggers something in me as a parent that I don't want you to exhibit. And I don't want you to exhibit being sneaky. I don't want you to exhibit being deceitful. So I got to stop you. I got to stop you because even though you think that this is a joke and it's not harming anyone, this thought process left um, this seed left unwatered for so long will destroy you. So being deceitful and being sneaky, it's not cool. Being manipulative, it's not cool. I don't want to give you the appearance of that. So I'm open with you. And it's like for the older two, we have those conversations. Hey, the reason why I tell y'all shit is because I want y'all to know I'm not sneaky. I don't want y'all to feel like y'all have to sneak around because that's how niggas get molested. That's how people... Uh, uh, die. That's how family secrets just, you know, keep building up. And it's just, it's crazy. It's craziness. You know, and they nosy as all oh, get out now anyway. So it's like, it's no point like of me arguing, trying to uh, hide my phone, trying to hide things in the house. Uh, it's just it, like, I have to take um, some CBD gummies at times. And sometimes they don't work, so I have to take the real gummies, right? At first, I wasn't going to say nothing, but I had to explain to them, like, yo, this is what's happening, right? I'm trying to figure out my mix um, of medicine, of these gummies, of whatever, meditation, exercise. I'm trying to figure out whatever my mix is so I can do that. I don't want, I don't want to walk around here and y'all whisper to each other thinking some, like thinking I'm on something. I don't want y'all whispering to each other thinking that, you know, I'm in these streets trying to be disrespectful. I don't want you to think any of that. So I'm going to tell you what's what. Like I'm going to tell you what is and I'm going to tell you what's not. Now, after that, you could joke out like like once I tell you what it is and you are like, "All right, I understand that." All right, now joke all you want. I don't care. I just needed you to know the severity of the thing that you that you're doing, right? And so I'm very clear with them and um, because, like I said, they're they're extremely nosy. Like I noticed for myself this past week, like I was on some ninja type shit, just trying to get away from them, not because I was trying to be sneaky, but my kids don't have boundaries with me. Right. And, and what I mean by that is they don't care if I'm on the phone watching TV. They don't FaceTime. They don't they don't care. They going to come in and they're going to talk about what they want to talk about. They're not going to knock on the door. They're not going to do none of that shit. They just going to come in talking. I could be on a business meeting. I could be on a cyber orgy. I could be cupcaking. I, don't, I could be talking to the homie. They just going to come in and start talking. And I'm big on. The business of my house is the business of my house. If you see somebody on the phone, like when they're on the phone, I don't want to hear their conversations. I'd be like, man, get out of here. Go somewhere. Or I'll remove myself because you're not going to give the person you on the phone with the person you like. Like you're not the same at home as the same person you are on the phone. 
Because you're with your family. You say certain things, you do certain things. And I'm not even talking about no weird stuff. I'm just saying stuff in general. But my kids that do that, I knew, I, but I, I, I realized like this last couple of weeks, like I've been on some ninja stuff, just like just trying to get away from them, but not make it like they're a problem because they're not a problem. They're just fucking annoying. I want sometimes I need an hour to myself. Sometimes I need two hours to myself. Being a single parent, you're not like you don't get that. <laughs> like you, like, ah, like like I've had these kids for so long, dolo, and it's like, yo, this is <laughs> this can't be life. <laughs> but them is my guys, and it's just like I don't know why. Like this past couple weeks, it's been getting well. It started two weeks ago, like a week or two, actually three weeks. So it started like two weeks before my birthday. I just noticed that anytime I touch my phone, like they just like, what you doing? What is that? Da, da, da. Uh, and it's like, what is your problem? <laughs> like, why are y'all so, uh, why are y'all so intrigued by me touching my phone? Like, what is it? And so I noticed that like, since they became extra annoying, like I'm trying, like I'll go in my room, right? And I have a walk-in closet where um, I have it set up as the stock room. I'll be in there hiding. And they'll just, they'll come in there and find me. What you doing in here? Bruh, I'm trying to get away from you. I'll go downstairs. Then all of a sudden, now everybody want to be downstairs. So I'll go in my upstairs office. Now everybody want to be knocking and bamming and want to be in their room making noise. So it's like, I get it. Like my kids are, they don't want to spend direct, they don't want to, how can I put this? They want to spend time without me noticing that we're spending time instead of just saying, let's spend time. I don't understand it. So if I go in, a, in the weight room, they come out there. And I'm like, all right, cool. So now I'm talking to y'all. But now y'all want to do what I want to do because now I'm talking to y'all. So it's like they just want to sit there. And sometimes it's, I'm OK with that. But sometimes it's like, no, like, leave me alone. I'm, I'm, I'm on the phone or, you know, I'm trying to write. I'm trying to design. I'm trying to get think about thoughts of the podcast. And then everybody is every which way. And I laugh because it's like they my kids and they live here so they can do what the fuck they want to do. It just be funny to me that. They're so cool, yet I can't do nothing. What is that? What is this? Who is this? Where are you going? I, I, we have trackers on our phone, and Jesus, I forgot to cut that John off on two separate occasions. And when I tell you they was on my ass, they was like, What is that? What is that? Who address? I'm gonna look it up, I'm gonna find it. People. I'm a grown adult. I can do what I want to Well, to them, I can't. But again, they are part of my map. You see what I'm saying? They are part like like I though they are landmarks on my maps of points that um, I have to get. I have to help guide to the checkpoint. So as I'm walking my journey and they doing their journey, I, I get to tell them, hey, if you turn over here, this is going to happen. Like I'm older. So when I went over here, it affected me like this. I'm not telling you don't go that way. I'm just telling you prepare your mind a little bit.
And so I'm teaching them certain things. Um, like even when I'm in, 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 in my purgatory, like I told them today, right? For whatever reason, the past couple weeks, paranoia has been like very strong in me, right? So I told them, hey, look, y'all got to chill because I don't know if I'm tripping or what, but I'm just hella paranoid out of the blue. And I'm not like, if you know how I came up, you know, you will know why paranoia sounds so crazy from me. And so, but I told them that. And I'm like, Dad, does everybody know what paranoia is? Like, if you don't, I need y'all to Google. I pay these bills for a reason. And so everybody looked it up and like, all right, cool. It's about being open. It's about, you know, it's about treating your, 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 your kids with the same respect that you want them to give you. It's about sitting in that purgatory and understanding that you ain't got no GPS for real. There's no guide for the life that you're trying to live. It's no guide. I don't care what nobody say. Like I, like I always try to explain to y'all, if I teach my kids what I was taught, I am teaching them to live in the 80s. It is my responsibility as a, as a parent to leave my children better than I was left, to, to, uh, to help them graduate to adulthood by using their own map and not following my GPS. Like metaphorically, I've been moving in life with Google Maps, depending on someone else's experiences to lead me, trusting that there was no major roadblocks, deterrents, or obstacles. I ran into every one of them motherfucking obstacles. Every last one of them things that I was told just to do it, do it because I said so, not because of what I do. I, it was a roadblock at the end of every one of them motherfuckers. And so more recently, I've been intent on, on having purpose. I've been intent on having patience. I've been intent on paying attention to, to the order of things. It's, no, it's important, it's imperative for me to stand still when I need to. It's imperative for me to open my mouth and, and speak when I need to. Like I have to be able to do that. I have to be able to, to not only defend myself, but also just, just advocate for myself in general. Like I've been, I, I've been more hands-on with myself uh, during this, this last three years with my mental health than I've ever been. I've always left it up to just the therapist. I've always left it up to just the counselor. I've always left it up to um, isolating, but with no action. This time when I went into isolation, therapy, counseling, uh, studying for myself, uh, me, you know, starting this podcast, which makes me study me starting Hill Avenue, which makes me study uh, things about mental health and, and, and people. Then having a conversation with my brother and him telling me, hey, bro, you got to realize you are in a human being business. Like, it's like it's not like you, you you're tripping. Like you're looking at it, you're looking at the plan wrong. You see what I'm saying? Like this is something very detrimental. This mental health thing, um, it, it, it's crazy. Like people are losing their life. I told y'all, 41,000 people a year. Don't make it. If you feel yourself reaching that point that you about to pass a goal, text 988. 
I call 800-273-8255. That's the suicide line. And I want you to make sure you're not giving up on yourself. I know it's hard. Like, cause even when I sit here saying that to y'all, it's so many things that I'm going through that is just like, man, like, like, I'm grateful that that my imbalance is not so high because a person uh, having to deal with the loss of a child, having to deal with a, father, a loss of a father figure, having to deal with important relationships, chaos with uh, within your family, your immediate family, chaos within um, your 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 family in general. And it's just difficult. So I'm just like, for me, it's like cut off the GPS, get out there and live, fight, just be. Like allow yourself to relearn who you are. I think that's where we get lost at. Like we don't really be wanting to relearn ourselves. Like think about that. Like you worried about this person asking your favorite color. Do you know your favorite color? Do you know your favorite food? Do you know how you like to be touched? How you like to be talked to? How you like to be treated? Do you know that? And do and if you do, do you do that to yourself? Don't ask of me what you're not willing to give yourself. That should be like a, a that should be a freaking commandment. Do not ask of me what you are not willing to ask of yourself. Be willing to relearn who you are. And then like when you when you go through those mountains and valleys and, and, and peaks or whatever, however you say it, when you go through that stuff and then you find out who you really are and you start learning how to deal with you, like you have to be that unconditionally. You have to. We all get lost at times, but with patience, purpose and order, we always going to find our way. In some way, we always gonna we it's it's inevitable because we all go through things, and sometimes the difference between life and death is your patience. The difference between it working and it not is is, is patience. I know we 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 want everything right now and how we want it, but sometimes we lose out because we're not exhibiting patience. And then once we're able to do that and, and, and become whole with ourselves, love on ourselves, believe in ourselves, and be that unconditionally, we gotta, we just have to be that. We have to. There's so much stuff going on out there, man. It's so, it's so, so, so much. Remember that. Your journey is what it's meant to be. Um, you're going to have these forks in the roads where you're going to need to choose. And I suggest that regardless of the situation that you choose you. It's imperative that you choose you first. So much darkness out there. And I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. You are the light. And the light does not ask darkness to shine. So just get to it. Peace. Yo, thank you for tuning into the podcast. Head over to peacefullyslaw.com 
for your peacefully flawed apparel and podcast merch. Also, uh, King's Collective is available for sale. Second Power is also available for sale. Again, uh, peacefullyflawed.com. I thank you guys for liking, sharing, commenting, whatever you do, however you support the podcast is greatly appreciated. Uh, remember, if you want to support the podcast, go over to Good Pods, download the app. It's a tip jar over there. Um, that you can donate to. If you want to just donate overall to Infinitely Complex, go over to the Complex Twitter page. It's a tip jar over there. Um, otherwise, you could purchase something from the site or you can continue doing what you're doing. Watch the podcast, listen, share it with somebody. Um, you know, comment. Let me know what's up. Hop in the, hop in the comments. Let me know uh, what you think about the, the subjects that we're talking about. And we go from there. Again, peacefullyflaw.com. We believe that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Be easy.